You've heard this a number of times before, and I'm sure everyone listening to this has. We were in the, call it three to five years preceding the pandemic, experiencing a number of trends and themes in the workplace and outside of the workplace. One of those was the whole topic of flexible working. And in the last year, what happened was an instantaneous global test of flexible working. Many organizations were experimenting, were doing some pilots, et cetera. Suddenly we were thrust into a situation where virtually everyone in the world was working from home. Not everyone, but most of us. And we learned a number of, of things during that period of time. We, you know, we learned that um, productivity wasn't necessarily threatened to the extent that we thought it might. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Hacking HR Podcast. I think a lot of HR professionals, employees, business leaders are asking themselves, how are we going to be changing our approach to work? Are we going to be working from home? Are we going to be working from the office? Um, how employee experience is going to be changing because of all the dramatic change that the world has gone through over the past uh, you know, several months with uh, COVID. So I'm very excited to have a conversation with somebody who's been in the space of HR, leading HR in big companies like Elman, uh, Amber, Coca-Cola for a long time. And he's bringing an incredible global experience to this conversation. Nigel, welcome to the show. How are you doing? Enrique, thank you. It's uh, it's great to be here and, and I'm well, very well, well. And, and, and grateful for little things these days. That's, uh, I think uh, I'm, I'm on the same page and, and, you know, with so many things going on in the world, that's greatness for, you know, being alive and healthy, like you said, offline, having a roof over, over our heads. I think that that makes, uh, that makes enough to be um, thankful and grateful. It sure is. Well, let me ask you this. All of the things that have happened over the past you know, 12, 15 months in the world, pandemic, not only pandemic, but all the realities that the pandemic brought to the surface, like deep social, you know, economic and technological inequality, women losing jobs. What do you think is going to, what do you think the workplace is going to be looking like, uh, you know, over the next few months? So Enrique, it's, um, you know, it's, it's difficult to look into your crystal ball and accurately predict the future, but there are things that have occurred over the course of the last 14 or so months that um, I think we've learned from. Um, you've heard this a number of times before, and I'm sure everyone listening to this has. We were in the call it three to five years preceding the pandemic, experiencing a number of trends and themes in the workplace and outside of the workplace. One of those was the whole topic of flexible working. And in the last year, what happened was an instantaneous global test of flexible working. Many organizations were experimenting, were doing some pilots, Etc. Suddenly, we were thrust into a situation where virtually everyone in the world was working from home. Not everyone, but most of us. 
And we learned a number of, of things during that period of time. We, you know, we learned that um, productivity wasn't necessarily threatened to the extent that we thought it might. In fact, in many cases, productivity was enhanced. Um, we learned that um, we can rely to a greater extent, extent on technology than we thought. Yeah. You've seen, I've seen um, reports of studies that show that um, well-being uh, for some was enhanced during this period of time. And for some, it, it, it wasn't. Mental health has been a, a real topic uh, across organizations in the world over the course of the last year. Um, but things like employee experience, um, uh, issues like innovation and, and spontaneous meetings between colleagues um, have, on the other hand, obviously suffered with people working from their homes. Um, so there's been some real positives that we were not expecting. And obviously some, some lessons learned that we need to address in terms of some of the gaps. So as we look ahead now, I think the key is to draw on all of that experience that we suddenly got. Um, and you know, obviously some of the, the key words that we're hearing now, maybe the most prevalent one is hybrid working. <laughs> yeah. um, th this notion, uh, Enrique, of, of employees having much more choice and much more control over how and when and where they're going to work. Um, organizations have some, some data now to draw on in terms of, of beginning to shape the, the future of the workplace. Um, so, you know, that's the other themes, of course, well-being, the, the, the safety and protection of our employees has gone from somewhere in the middle of the priorities to at or near the top in, in most organizations. Um, the human aspect of work has been certainly um, enhanced in terms of its priority, but also issues like innovation, as I said, which in some cases, in many cases, seems to have potentially suffered over the last year. How do we create a workspace, if we have one, uh, that drives innovation, that drives spontaneous conversation? And the last thing I'd say, and that I'm sure we'll just carry on is, is if you think about in many cities, uh, how the high street um, has suffered um, so the shops and restaurants, the yeah. stores, uh, high streets have suffered around the world. What, when they come back, and in London here, they're starting to come back this week. Um, those who will thrive are those who will offer an experience to their customers, a reason for coming into the store. I think the same thing has to apply to the workplace. The workplace of the future has to entice employees and their clients um, back to an environment that is different yeah. uh, and enhancing versus what they could simply have at homes. Um, so it, it's, it's how do you do that? How do you create an experience that is enticing for people to want to come to? Absolutely. And I, and I love that you are you know, connecting the word thriving with the word experience. You know, I mean, uh, companies, organizations that are going to thrive have to create a fantastic experience for, uh, you know, for their employees, for their uh, customers. Uh, let me ask you this, Nigel. Uh, you know, like, like working out, you know, say that, you know, you haven't worked out in a long time and then you decide, I'm gonna start training my muscles, right? And I'm gonna get it strong. It, you know, it gets, it's hard at the beginning. 
And that's the way I see what's happened during the pandemic. Our muscles, our muscles for rapid change and flexibility have been, uh, were weak. And then quickly we had to work out and get stronger, you know, to go through all that we were going through. But the big question is, how do we sustain this? How do we keep going to the mental gym of remaining flexible and remaining innovative and keeping in mind that we need to build experiences that are really attractive for customers and employees? How do we keep this momentum going and uh, not let it you know, get lost uh, among, you know, amid all the noise that may be happening around us? How to start answering that question. Um, I, I, I'll start it here. Uh, and this is, most of these themes existed before the pandemic. It's just, as I said, the pandemic accelerated them yeah. exponentially yeah. Um, and instantaneously. So one of those themes in the last, let's call it five, even 10 years has been the vast majority of good companies have realized that um, attracting and retaining the best possible people specific to their needs and in, in their industry and in their sectors is perhaps your biggest single competitive advantage. Mm. So if you think about the way forward then Enrique, um, those who have learned from the past 12 to 14 months experience and are getting ahead of maybe rethinking their employee value proposition right away and their employer brand. Um, because like I said, things like health and well-being, uh, flexibility, hybrid working, uh, human-centered human uh, working environments, et cetera, have become expectations of talent. Yeah. So if you think about a competitive advantage, those organizations that um, do what you just said uh, and find a way to continue to um, build that muscle, to continue to draw on the foundations over the course of the last year and talk about them with confidence to both employees and potential employees will be those who win. Um, what is, and I hate to say this because I don't like the term, but the, the continued, I would say, uh, an ongoing war for talent um, that obviously was a, you know, it's a 10 year term. Yeah. It hasn't gone away. It's just changed. I know our own organization at Edelman, we've, um, uh, you know, we went into a big dip last year um, when many of our clients had their businesses comprehensively imploded. And then we began to come back when, um, you know, clients were drawing on different services from us yeah. and different services required different skills. Yeah. Um, and so we've had to really rapidly go out and find new types of talent from new types of places. And one of the advantages, if you think about a muscle, um, one of the advantages that, uh, that we've been able to draw on is we can attract and, and retain talent uh, much further afield. You know, people with uh, dis disabilities, people who don't uh, don't live in London, don't live anywhere near London, hmm. who we can draw, and they may live in the in the north um, uh, of this country, or in other countries. Um, we've been much more successful at drawing on that talent and getting people to collaborate more effectively, irregardless of geographies. Um, and that's a that's a skill set or a, or a muscle, if you will, that uh, that we've got to keep um, keep working at.
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And and if I'm if I'm hearing this, uh, you know, not even between the lines, like pretty pretty out there is this is this is a a, a thing of you know organizational life or death right now. I mean, it is it is not anymore. Um, and nice to have, you know, it's nice to have a great experience for our people and for our customers. It is nice to have this muscle strong, but we don't have to have it. It is now it is you, you have it or you're dead, uh, you know, uh, and, and, and this creates, which I love, by the way, uh, it creates a strong sense of urgency for organizations to continue the trend of change that has started over the past 12 months. And if they haven't gotten, you know, up on that, you know, surfing that wave to start getting on it, because otherwise they will go out of business. Yeah, no, that's right. It, 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 if you're an optimist, and, and I tend to be an optimist, we're going to see um, in the next, in many countries, not all, but in many countries uh, over the course of the next six to 12 months, um, some pretty positive patterns. Um, there's been a lot of pent up anxiety about, yeah. you know, not having the ability to go out, uh, very little to spend on. Yeah. Um, and we're already seeing it. We're seeing, you know, the U.S., for example, the economies come roaring back yeah. as people have had the opportunity to, to go out, to spend. Um, and, and so in, industries will see the opportunity to either rebuild or in some cases even start. Um, and so this war for talent that we talked about will be a real, a real thing. But the expectations, as you've alluded to, and I've talked about of employees, um, you know, about having, you know, clear, um, clear goals, um, having, you know, good, strong, empathetic, authentic leadership and communication, um, emphasis on, on their, their well-being, um, emphasis on the ability to work um, according to outcomes, not input, inputs. Yeah. So in other words, in many cases, having that flexibility to come into a place that is highly collaborative and experiential, that is your office, but also, if necessary, achieve those same outcomes from a different place, not necessarily home. It could be somewhere in between home and the office. Absolutely. Those organizations who do that well, as these opportunities start to materialize, will be those who thrive. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I love that. And that's why when I see, you know, I've had some conversations with uh, some HR leaders from some companies saying, you know, we're going to require our people to come back to the office. And I asked them why. And it's like, well, because, you know, we need them to be in the office. And I'm like, you know what, um, if there is a strong case for people to come back to the office and you explain transparently that case, Maybe not everybody will like it, but they will understand. But if it's just bringing people back to the office for the sake of bringing people back to the office, you will bring some, some will leave you, and some you will never be able to attract others that now, you know, have gotten used, but you know, to the new reality of work. So, so Nigel, as we wrap up this great conversation, you know, forward thinking about business, I want to ask you one last question: What does all of this that we talked about? mean for HR? Ah, it's, a, it's a great question. I'm, I'm just going to, uh, I'll answer that, but I'm going to build on what you just said. There's a, there's a term that's often been used, uh, or it's been used a lot over the course of the last three years, but I think it has a, has a, 
uh, enhanced meaning, I think now, um, and that's the term purpose. Yeah. <laughs> um, purpose is, 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 you know, what would my, uh, what would the world miss if my business, if our organization didn't exist is one way of putting it. Um, and more and more, particularly younger employees want a concrete answer to that question um, because they want purpose in their lives. But the, the office, the workplace also has to have a purpose. So if you're asking people to come back to the office, it's a, it's a great question. Why? What is the purpose of the office? If my objectives are clear and what you need me to achieve is X, Y, and Z, and this becomes, you know, it seems really obvious, but a core purpose for HR is helping leaders in organizations set really, really clear expectations, you know, for people because it, it drives employee engagement, those simple things it always has. What's the purpose of the company? Yeah. How does my role align to that purpose? So how do I contribute to that? How am I doing? Um, and what can I do to, to improve? And then finally, and, and if, you, if you're very clear about those expectations, do I have some flexibility in terms of how I achieve those? Um, and if you do want me to come to the office, what is it about the office that's going to help me to achieve those expectations that you've so clearly set out? I think HR, um, if, if you really break it down, HR has a really critically important role yeah. in doing those simple things. Absolutely. And in responding all of those questions, actually, you know, the question of the purpose of work and the purpose of the office and even the, how to align the purpose of the organization with, with, with what people actually want out of work. So, Nigel, thank you so much for spending this time with me. Great conversation um, that I'm hoping, of course, at least it's great thinking among our uh, you know, audience and, and make, makes them think. Thank you so much. Enrique, you're doing great work. Thank you for everything that you do for our worldwide community. Uh, and it's been a real pleasure and honor to be with you today. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you, everybody. Stay tuned for the next episode of the Hacking HR Podcast. I'll see you all soon. Thank you, everybody, for watching or listening to this podcast. I hope you enjoyed the show. Please follow us on our social media and subscribe to our newsletter so that you can stay informed of all the things that we're putting together for you from the Hacking HR community. Thank you so much. Please continue to stay safe, stay well, stay strong, and we will see you soon.